best friends. I'm Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we are discussing Den of Vipers by K.A. Knight. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. The What was this book? Um, I'll tell you what it was. A fever dream. It was rough. <laughs> it was really rough. It was, I didn't I didn't enjoy it. If this were like a required reading for the podcast, I probably would not have finished it. And that that means something because Tabby and I really hate DNFing a book. Yeah. And it takes a lot for me to DNF. But yeah, if if we hadn't already committed to this one, I also would have stopped reading. It just was not good. No. And like the crazy thing is too, is that like we read a lot of fanfics, and I feel like I've read like I've read fanfics better than this novel that was published and sold in stores. 100 percent Because this was, it was coming off as a fanfic, but it was coming off as, like, one of those 2010s, like, my parents sold me to Harry Styles, like, fanfics. I forgot. (laughs) Walk down the stairs in your slouchy band t-shirt and Harry Styles. And you're, you're like, beanie and your skinny jeans and and cons. And you're like, what's Harry Styles doing here, mom? And she's like. She's like, sweetie, pack a bag. Sweetie, I'm so sorry. That was this book, except violent. Except so scary. Oh, like I never oh. stopped being scared. I was so scared. I was so fucking scared the whole book. And <laughs> shut up. I'm so scared I'm right so now. I'm so fucking scared right now. Oh my god. Uh, that being well, said, what would you rate this book? Uh 1.96 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I would rate it a two out of ten. It Amazing. was it caught my attention at the beginning. At the beginning, I was like, okay, like, I can I can be into this. Like, yeah, she yeah. gets sold to the mob. Yeah, like, I can be into that. It went downhill so, so fast. So this started off as, well, okay, did it start off great? No, because we got chapter one with Diesel. And, like, I knew right from the rip, I was like, no, this is going to be slightly unhinged. I did forget that that's what it led off with. It led off with the guy's perspective, and I was He's like, rubbing his heart on watching someone burn to death, and I was like, huh, this is gonna be a wild one. Yeah, I I was immediately upset by that. I kind of repressed that. Yeah, um, I was like, wow. <laughs> but the overall, like, plot of the book, I was like, I this could be something that I enjoy. Yeah, so it, d- it definitely started off as, like, a traditional reverse harem novel, and I do read, you know, a lot of those, this was my first one, unfortunately. Oh, that's terrible. Um, okay, here's the thing though, is that a lot of them are actually very, very dark like that. Um, this one just kind of took it a step further. Okay. And I don't even think it was the like for the sake of being dark. I think it was like just her trying to see like how fucked up she could write it before someone like calls the police. Yeah. And she got away with this. There's like a hierarchy in reverse harem novels. Okay. And this one pretty much followed that, but, like I said, it was just a little more twisted. So, like, there's always this, like, emotionally unavailable, like, leader character. Okay. And they are, like, the glue of the group. They are, like, always the face of whatever giant corporation they work for because they're always fucking rich. Of course. Why else would you want them? always rich. (laughs) And, like, they're kind of just, like, the mastermind behind everything. And so we definitely had that. Um, the next one is always like the comedic relief character. And I say that lightly because like they are always the one that like people immediately like trust because they're like, they'll never hurt me. But like they're also crazy. 
Don't yeah. get me wrong. They're crazy, but they are so crazy that they can manipulate themselves to be like very approachable. Yeah. Um, but I feel like usually they're like a younger sibling, like a relative or just like that very easygoing person. And it's so funny, too, because in every single one of them, they're always like gamblers somehow. Amazing. You that know, it's like a thing. My mind is whenever you're talking about this, like my mind's going to the Ravenhood series and the emotionally unavailable leaders bias, the comedic relief is Sean. And then you have like moody yeah like emo boy yeah and that's dumb yeah so usually the comedic relief character is the first one to fall in love they're always the first one to fall in love and typically they are the first one to like sleep with the female main character and that goes perfectly with ravenhood as well yeah and then you have the psycho so there's always a fucking psycho character and, like, they are just, like, feral, unhinged, like, children that were probably, like, they were probably abandoned mm-hmm. at some point in their life. Always have a pain kink. Somehow a knife is always in play here. That happened a lot in this book. But, like, everyone's scared of them. And the mean, like, the female main character is always scared of them, too. But, like, for some reason, they also have some repressed childhood trauma that they're working through. And so they're like, I can relate to them. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I actually do want to fuck this insane and so person. If the psycho is not the first one to fuck them, they're always the second one, too, because <laughs> they're like testing the waters type yeah. thing. They're like, well, in this book, they said shit like, well, if you can survive diesel, you can survive yes. all. Like, that's 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 up, wild. Man. Um, And then you always have, like, just this sad boy character. And, like, something has happened in their past life that has, like, made them, like, very just, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, with Garrett, he was just a little crazy. But, yeah, like, there's always been, like, some love interest that's either died or they've injured them or is, like, somehow betrayed them and it's like made them just have like this very weird relationship with women yeah like or like with being like intimate yeah completely closed off from it yeah and like that is the same in every single reverse harem novel i've read there's that character wow and then like the female main character so that's kind of a wild card there's only been one where i read where like they've been like a very average person and you're like how did you get here yeah but for the most part they're all just like self-proclaimed like badass like punk rock chicks who like Mm -hmm. have a terrible attitude okay and i don't know if like you just have to have that mindset when you're sleeping with four men at the same time or what but (laughs) they're all the same in every single book i've read they're all the same that's interesting. I would I would love to read the one where it's just like an average girl. Like, yeah. can you remember what book that was? No. So, like, that's the just four- a funny concept to me. So, like, in the Four Horsemen series, like, her name's Scarlet, and she has amnesia. So, she's actually, she knew these men when they were children. Okay. And they were best friends. And, like, something happened. I don't want to ruin the book. Something happened. Mm -hmm. She loses her memory. And, like, she's raised by these people who aren't her parents. And, basically, she's, like, sent back in to, like, break down, like, their company. Mm -hmm. And so, at first, you're like, oh, she's a badass. But she's really not. Um, (laughs) She's like, I'm actually so scared 
scared to be here. She, yeah, she's just like a very scared, timid person and like just kind of goes along with whatever they do. Like well, she doesn't really have any opinions. Okay. About anything. That's an interesting like personality for but that type of book. But the men of that book do follow along with this pretty much to a T. Okay. That is so interesting. And like I said, this is the first reverse harem I have ever read. So I didn't realize yeah. this is a pattern, but this, it doesn't yeah. surprise me. This is a huge pattern. And maybe it's just the ones I'm reading. I don't know. But like, I've just noticed this in every single book. No, it feels like like the formula. Well, let's talk about the characters. We'll start with Roxy. I hate her. <laughs> I hate her. Um, Roxy is our main female character. She's not like a regular girl. She is like a cool girl. Um, she does like call herself a badass, which to be fair, she does beat the shit out of people. She's so, like, more of a badass than I am. Yeah. Like I do feel like that's a, um, that is a fair descriptor of her. And she's got like this kind of rocker, like punk rock style to her. Um, but also, she's mostly just mentally ill. <laughs> she is so unhinged. She has this horribly traumatic childhood with her dad who would abuse her and her mom who was like a junkie and ended up like dying by suicide when she was really young. And her same piece of shit dad ends up selling her to the mob. So like, yeah, I can't really blame her for some of the things that she does. Sure. But she she does annoy the piss out of me that's probably like an outlet for her is to like create herself into like something she wasn't and i get that she's taking some of that power back but like she just says some fucking whack ass stuff and okay so it's so funny so you haven't read zodiac academy but the authors of zodiac academy they're called the twisted sisters it's caroline peckham and susan valenti and they wrote this series called something club i can't remember what it was maybe like the dead men walking club or something like that but basically it's like what seems to be like three escaped mental asylum victims but they're not (laughs) but they should be but anyway like they were also just wildly unhinged and feral like this and like this is exactly what it reminded me of and i'm like did they actually write this book and like (laughs) i just didn't know it they ghost wrote it. Yeah. Like, are they K.A. Knight? Because, like, they write like that to where it's, like, no person talks like this in real life. And if they do, like, they were bullied in high school. I'm sure of it. Oh, you know Roxy would have been. It was just, like, a 16-year-old... Fanfic. Fanfic. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. It's giving Wattpad, written like, by Angsty Teen. She just gave those vibes. And, like, she also just, like, gave into her whole situation, like, so easy. I know. They made it really easy to forget that this was only, like, a week to two-week time span Mm -hmm. that we were dealing with here. Like, she's like, I'll just give in. Like, who am I to, like, run from my feelings? I'm like, it's been three days. And what's wild? What do you mean? Is this same woman, like, not only is she, like, so quick to give in, she holds up under torture, under literal torture, but she can't go, like, fucking three days without banging these men. But now, I think, like, the cherry on top of it for me was when Kenzo, like, takes her to, like, the gambling hall or whatever, wherever they were, someone's house. Yeah. And they, like, offer her champagne, and she's like, no. 
I'll take whiskey neat. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, she's like, none of that fancy, like, girly. Bubbly shit for me. I want it to fucking burn. Like, we get it. You're so damaged. Like, (laughs) we get it. She honestly sucks. And I'm not sorry for saying that. And then we have Ryder. And I, I liked Ryder, personally. Yeah. So he is, like you were saying, the emotionally unavailable leader. He is the boss of their little, like, corporation that they have, their little underground, I don't know what they do, but they get money illegally. And he's always in a suit, so you know he's hot. So I think what really did it for me is that, like... He comes off as very emotionally unavailable, but, like, deep inside, like, he was quaking in his little boots. Yeah. And, like, I ate that shit up. Like, he was so mean to her, but on this day, he's like, I love you so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, sign me up. So, I did, I liked him more than some of the others, too, which one of my discussion questions that I have for us later is whether or not we have a favorite Viper. So, we'll get into to which ones we like, but mm. he is also pretty dramatic like yeah they all are though they all are but like his brand of drama kind of pissed me off every once in a while because it was well him and Garrett because I felt like Diesel gets a pass because he is legitimately like he went through a lot as a child and like (laughs) he can't help it I just think he like does not have the mental capacity to to like you know, make it react appropriately. But the only other one who I felt like could kind of like calmly make a decision was Kenzo. Um, Ryder just like he was always low key in a panic, uh, even though he pretended not to. I, be. Know, I was like, brother, you are running the whole company here. Yeah. Like, you cannot be doing this. I was like, why is he so like he acts so like cool and level headed on the outside that people don't realize that he's actually like doesn't he's, know what the fuck he's doing it's like he i like didn't did he go to college for this i don't know how do you get your degree in mob boss like i don't know <laughs> okay so like kenzo definitely was like the softie of the group and i like they said that this isn't the loosest term possible <laughs> because he was actually also feral yeah um because i think of the uh <laughs> the first time roxy sleeps with him I okay. I kind of liked it. It was so beats the shit. I was like, wait, what's going on? And then, and then, and then later, Diesel is like, "Well, did you tell him no?" And she's like, "No, I never said the word no." But like, ma'am, you were fighting for your life. Did you have the time to? I was so like upset about my feelings about that scene because I was like really why into am, this but why am i enjoying this this is so horrible. it was so funny oh my god they were like beating the shit out of each other and fucking and i will say that kenzo is like really the only one of the four guys that i might like classify as sometimes being sweet to roxy not that that's what she wants from them but like he kind of like goes out of her way to like make sure they like buy her gifts and like spend time with her you know like Mm -hmm. it feels like he's the the softest of the squad i think like his 
all their stories are very sad but like Kenzo's relationship with his mom just like made me very sad for him because like he definitely did want to see like the best in like his situation yeah and like I I did think it was really sweet that he would like go sit by her grave like whenever he just wanted like a place to like be quiet for a while and like that was really nice yeah. And I felt like he definitely, like, could connect with his emotions a little bit better than any of the others could. Yes. And that is, like, the bar is so low. The, but... bar, is, <laughs> the bar is on the floor. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. He's doing his best. And then, unfortunately. Um, you know, he's also just really doing his little diesel best. Uh, unfortunately, Diesel. I'll I'll let you kind of give your your first impression of him. What did he you think of so him? He was so fucking scary. Yeah. No, when I read the first chapter, I was like, oh my god. I know. I was and like, then, do like, I keep reading? Like, I don't know. I was just so concerned for her well being because he's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. But you're gonna like it, and I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> That's the thing because like at one point, like, whenever you keep she was saying that, man, learning, but like, what does that mean? Yes. She was flirting with Ryder at one point, I think. And he was like, I won't be gentle like Kenzo, or I won't even make sure. Yeah, gentle. (laughs) I won't even make sure you like it like Diesel. And I was like, is that what Diesel does? Like, I don't think he makes sure that people like it. I think he knew that she would because she, no, he didn't. Because that was like the whole test. He's like, we're going to see if she survives this. It's like, maybe we should. I don't know. Like, yeah. Maybe we should just let the captive woman go. He never stopped scaring me. No, he's like, no, my, like, I love you so much, but my love, he's like, isn't it so exciting that my love's going to kill you one day? And it's like, bro, are you going to murder all of them and then kill yourself? Like, is that what's going to happen? Dude. Because I feel like that's where we're headed. I hate to go ahead and and rip the bandaid off and bring this up, but the, the gun scene when he is fucking her with a gun, which, you know, this is something we've seen before. Zaddy Zaid does the same thing to Adeline mm. in Haunting Adeline. Um, but Diesel... Still scared. <laughs> yeah, hate it. Hate it. But Diesel is fucking her with a gun, and he was like, what if I loaded it? And she fucking comes from the thought. But you know what's worse? What? You know what's worse is when he sticks a knife up her... But no, got himself with it. Plants that knife in her ass on that, and he's like, "Flag on the moon." He he like leaves it sticky. He's like, "Well, look how good she looks." (laughs) Yeah, he's like, "Well, look how good she looks like this." (laughs) Like she's just got a tiny knife just out of her Oh my god. And then yeah, he proceeds to gut himself Uh, with it. (laughs) I was just like, what am I reading here? That I actually I told Cole, my husband, about this scene. And he was probably regretting getting me a Kendall for my birthday. But of course, fucking Diesel, he's so scary. He is like, this is a, a direct quote. Most women I've been with are either passed out or scared and run away and we have to pay them to keep quiet. It's um, like, what do you mean they're passed, passed out? out? 
like side eye i know i that i will not let that slide you know what i don't like diesel and also it's like why are you keeping a knife strap by your wiener because he likes the pain so if it does she's like yeah she reached for my junk and then grabbed the knife that i keep sheathed to my cock and i was like pardon um you gotta have one yeah, it's to match his dick tattoo and also piercing. Yeah, which, you know, kudos to him, I suppose. That sounds painful. Um, But he likes pain, and that's the problem. And yes, I do mean that. It's a problem. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, um, no, he was probably the most problematic, like, character I've ever read about in my life. Yeah. And I just read about a fucking, like, cult leader. And then we have Garrett and... <laughs> I don't really have a lot to say about him. Same. He was, he was just, there. like, so uninteresting. He was so uninteresting, and, like, his whole, like, emo thing, like, he just took it too far. Like, it wasn't emo in, like, a broody, cute way. It was, like, he's going to start punching you in the face kind of way, and yeah, I don't think that's like- I can't differentiate, like, and I, like, again, like, he probably should have received some psychiatric help here. He's like, I can't differentiate you between, or between you and the woman who carved up my chest. And it's like, okay, like, that sounds like a you thing and not anyone else's problem. Yeah, like, he would literally be visualizing his ex-girlfriend instead of the person in front of him. But the second that he fucking bangs her, he was like, wow, I'm cured. Your pussy has just absolutely cured my ailments. So now that we've kind of talked about the characters, I just wanted to talk about some what I call not so subtle symbolism because it this book literally beats you over the head with (laughs) these symbols and how important and symbolic they are. They're just silly little snakes. Yeah, and we got we got to talk about it. So vipers. The Vipers, that's not their real name, surprisingly. They took on that name because they are predators, and they will. <laughs> when um, Ryder was like, yeah, I'm Ryder Viper, I'm like, there's no fucking shot that is your name. Like, that's a porn star's name, sir. Um, But yeah, they're like, the, we're Vipers, we always bite, we'll always fight to claim our territory. And then also, you know, a nice little metaphor here, Vipers are venomous, and I feel like that explains these men perfectly. Like, they will just seep Toxic. their little venom into you. Toxic as fuck. And then Little Bird, that's what Diesel nicknames Roxy. And again, the book literally spells it out for us. Um... Because he's implying that she's like a fragile little prey because they're vipers and she's a little bird. But then eventually, like, she earns their respect within, like, three days after she, like, fight fucks Kenzo. And then eventually, three days later. (laughs) Eventually, three days later, she fight fucks one of them. And they're like, wow, that was hot. Like, you are, like... You're my queen. (laughs) They're like, you're more of a bird because you need, like, your freedom to fly. And she's explaining this to Ryder whenever he's like, do you... Are you happy here? Um, But, okay, so... I Do you have everything you need? (laughs) Are you good? Are you comfortable? Can I get you snacks? I I want to talk about this because Ryder is, like... He has this whole, like emotional like come to Jesus thing where he's like we have to let her decide whether or not she wants to stay because I don't want to be like my father and so Roxy at first is like yeah you know what I'm gonna leave 
And then she decides she doesn't want to, which is fine if that's what she wants. She decides. Fair. But they immediately are like, like, we were going to let you go anyway. You're and I was like, oh. And I was like, ew. Like, I, I know Kenzo was, was like already standing in the garage watching her. He's like, just kidding. I know. They all show up and they're like, like, we would really let you go. I was like, that is so fucking villainous. Hated that. And then lastly, the scars and tattoos. They all have the scars, especially on Garrett, serve as reminders of their tragic past. And the tattoos are a way for them to reclaim the marks on their bodies that were put there against their will, which I think, like, symbolically, that is really nice in real life for people to do that. But it just, it kind of got old because of how much focus it's like was put on it. like, how many snakes are you going <clears> to, <throat> sorry, I lost my voice from laughing so hard. <laughs> How many snakes are you going to put on your body, do you think? At least 27. <laughs> because it's like she's got the matching drippy earrings, necklace, belly button jewels. I'm sure at some point in time they're going to get her a little dangly charm for the one that's like down on her fucking vagina. <laughs> her yeah. Have a clit viper. <laughs> <laughs> that's a stripper name. <laughs> I love that. That was, and then also there were a couple other symbols, like, for Diesel, like, the fire, and, you know, like, it's just, like, when I say symbols, yes, they are, but typically, that's not how they're written into books, but this author really wanted us to pay attention to them, so that's why I brought them up that's for you. That's all she brought to the table, because <laughs> there was no plot, she's got to really load it up with symbolism. And then be like, hey, you see what I did there? Like, you see? I know what that is. Yeah, she's like, do you see it? Write it again for the 20th time. Analyze this. Um, So there were obviously some tropes and kinks involved here in this book. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <clears throat> so the first one's kidnappers to lovers, which is that really a trope? Maybe. We just made it into one. I think it's actually think called it Stockholm is. Syndrome. But... Stockholm Syndrome, but like, is that what they refer to the trope as? Like... I don't Probably. know what the name is, but it's, like, very much Beauty and the Beast type vibes. Um, reverse harem, why choose? That is the general trope and theme of this book. We love a good why choose, just not this one. Yeah. Because I say good, not this. This was a train <laughs> um, fire. There was some very intense BDSM knife play, gun play, choking, chains. Primal play. I do love primal play. I, I won't lie. Yeah, that scene with Ken. That really, like, that do be doing it for me. So I wasn't <laughs> super mad about that. Which Some I voyeurism. Like, that's, you know, also a close second for me. <laughs> it's a yes for me, dog. But that's no, could have done without the knife play, gun play. Hate that. I really hate it. I just, yeah, I've never, like, I don't know. Even with like promises and pomegranates, like I just wasn't really into it. No, I didn't like it. And when he like, put his initials on her that like grossed me out even more i was like like, ew "Ew, you pervy old man yeah get away from her i know like she's a child god um the insta love thing i hate that shit same how are you gonna be all these big bad men and like just instantly fall in love with this piece of shit woman she's so mean to you yeah honestly that's embarrassing for them I hate insta-love. I think it's so embarrassing. And again, we're going to talk more about this with our discussion questions because I got a real bone to pick with that. We do have some brief thoughts and concerns apart from what we've already <laughs> mentioned here. <laughs> yeah, we haven't um, talked about everything. We really just beat this over the head here. So there were like 
two parts of this book that I was like, okay, Roxy's kind of cool. So one, the very first like part of the book when the Vipers had sent like some goons to go collect her and she just single-handedly fought all four of these giant men. I loved that. Um, And I think the Vipers loved that too because they were like, she she must have had help. And then when they show up, she manages to like, hit Garrett in the nuts with a bat and they were like oh maybe she didn't have help like you know I really I thought the bat was cool I thought the bat was cool too she's giving Harley Quinn vibes yeah and the second time I was like she really do live up to her badass name is when she was being kidnapped by the triad and she was fighting for her life she fought so hard she left a literal trail of bodies behind and when the vipers were like they got there they were like look could think that roxy was here like here's all the people she killed like <laughs> i see it yeah and she like held up under torture as well and i honestly like that was badass that is so badass i could not the, the second they rip a toenail off i am and don't tell me your secrets, people, because <laughs> they'll be gone. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. I would just be like, please do not. I'll tell you everything I know so you can just, just go ahead and kill, kill me. me. <laughs> the rest of the book, she annoyed me so bad. And the thing is, like, I wanted to like her. Like, I pride myself on being a feminist. I love women. But she was so annoying she was horrible she was so bad like probably one of the and like i feel like i have been using this phrase a lot lately but i still feel like it applies pick me girl she is a pick me girl and i also think she just says some of the worst things i actually i have a direct quote oh my god i think i already know it's the one that i sent to you so this is i believe after she has, like, a threesome with Kenzo and Garrett, I think. They didn't have a threesome. She had just slept with Garrett for the first time. And then one of them, like, oh. crawled into bed with them. Okay, my bad. And then Kenzo got into bed. So she said, assholes, both of you, don't even care that you and your big cocks have hurt my little JJ. That was terrible. And you know what else was just absolutely unforgivable? When, like, just literally page, like, 25, they're like, and she dipped her fingers in her own cream. And I was in, like, in her cream. fuck right out of me? What is that? The amount of times that she uses the word cream or release is truly not okay. I'm uh, never going to forget it. <laughs> just thinking about this made me physically gag. But when... <laughs> She was like, Kenzo sucked his soaking wet face. I was like, stop. Stop it. Roxanne. Please. It's a miracle that my eyeballs are not like permanently stuck in an eye rolling position. Oh my God. After reading some of the shit that Roxy said. I didn't think it was possible, but there is such a thing as too much smut. Like, if that's what this was... That's fine. Like, if you're like, hey, this is actually just, like, erotica that I wrote for fun. Yeah, warn me. Freshman, you know, women's literature class. But, like, that's not what this was. That's not what this was branded as. And that's what I have a problem with. I feel like this was falsely advertised. No, I was like, this is going to be, like, a super fucking cool, like, action reverse harem. No, no, this was erotica. And like, hey girl, if that's what you want to write, honestly, more power to you. 
Um, but let us know so we don't have to read it if we're not like, into that. If there's not a plot, just say that, and that's fine, and I'll still give it a go. But like, don't tip me with a, a good plot, which we didn't even read the back of the book, but that's fine. I mean, I kind of did, but it it was it was kind of just like the um the premise of what happened. Like her dad sold her to these mobsters. And again, like that sounds intriguing to me. Right. But the smut also, like, yes, there is a thing as too much smut and this book had it, but the smut also just wasn't very good in my opinion. No. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with like the actual kinks that were being like portrayed, but also saying shit like cream and release. Well, and just like all of them were like off-putting. Like literally every single one of them, they're all just like, yeah, let me fuck your ass. And it's like yeah. Okay, cool. It's like, like, hey, can we warm up to that? <laughs> like, you at least the Diesel like, had the decency to stick a knife handle in there first before like, he did. Really, like, got her ready. Now the others are just like, hope you're ready. Boom. And I'm like, oh my God. They're like, here I come. Literally. Yeah. So we already said the knife scene was a lot to read. And I'm not going to get into it again because I can't. I want to talk about also, like, from last week, I wish that we could take back our complaints about the Mars Dirty Talk. Because now, you it know, feels like we're the boy who cried wolf. Allie like, Hazelwood, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am sorry to you. That was that was not cool. P.S. I love you. Um, It was really, like, we thought it was bad what we had read and then we read this and i just i want to take it all back i yeah, wish i could go I, back in time i'm sorry i wish i had a time machine i <sighs> wish i had a time machine <laughs> and then also the okay this goes along with like the no plot thing but the book like at one point tried to prove that oh no roxy has relationships with other people like so one of the guards who's apparently named sam like died during the big rescue with like garrett and Roxy was, like, heartbroken and, like, the funeral, they, like, there was a whole chapter about the funeral and I was like, who the fuck is this <laughs> man? <Who is> Sam? <laughs> I remember Tony. Yeah, I kind of remember Tony, too, but also not that well. Like They were, like, okay, they were the two guards <laughs> that she played poker with yeah. when the other guy kept calling her, like, a whore. Yeah, and that guy got, like, beat to shit and the other yeah, guys Yeah, and lived. she was like, wow, like, what a good man, and I can't believe he's <clears throat> gone now, and it's like, what? <laughs> I don't know why she felt so close to that man. Like, they were being like, paid to spend time with you, if that's what you want to call it. They didn't even stick up for you. Not at all. They were like, yeah, this is boss's kidnapped woman. Overall, there was so much potential with this book. And I, I'll give her that. Like, there yeah. was so much potential with this book. I feel like she was just beating a fucking dead horse by the end of it, though. Like, trying to make the actual story part of it work, it just wasn't, wasn't also, coming together. One bone, like one bone, probably the biggest bone I have to pick with this is I don't know where the fuck this is. Like, where, <laughs> like, where are we in this so, book? I think it's somewhere in the UK because what did they say that was like really British? There was a specific a phrase. Lot. But there was one phrase that I was like, okay, yeah. Oh, oh, it was because she referred to money as notes. Yeah. And I was and like, like, okay, so we're in the UK for sure. She definitely had like a UK like spelling of like different things. But mm-hmm. then it's like, I don't know, they just say things. And I'm like, that just sounds so American to me. Which honestly, slang 
is probably so like universal like amongst English speakers at this point in time like with the internet and everything but then like when Diesel was talking about his mother he said that the state took him away oh and I was like are there states they probably have different jurisdictions of some sort I would assume like counties or something I was like trying to figure out where we were on the map here I feel like there's got to be like counties or, you know, like I listen, I took geography, ninth grade geography with your father and that class made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know shit about Dick. Okay. I didn't. That class was so hard for me because the entire, like the test was, he would just give us a blank map and then we would. And you're like, oh God. <laughs> And I, I literally you cried every time I studied this. <laughs> okay, let's move let's on discuss. to our discussion questions. Okay, what do you think the author? What do you think the author was going through when she wrote this? <laughs> and this is a personal favorite question of mine because I do ask this a lot. I'm like, do you feel like they have tried these things like in real life? How sh- is she a kinky bitch? Like, I feel like you have to be. Or is she just like, these are her deep, dark fantasies? Well, maybe she just wants to try them and she has it. But it makes me worried for her. Like, does she have some of this, like, childhood trauma that her characters have? Because I'm concerned. I don't know. Because, like, I thought that way about Savar Miller for a while. And, like, she was like, no, I grew up in Kentucky in, like, a loving home. And it's like, (laughs) like, how? I just found the internet at a very young age. So I kind of feel like there's two scenarios here that feel most likely to me. Scenario one is that maybe she does have like some repressed childhood trauma and like these are her deepest, darkest fantasies. And she has just like written this story as a way to get those out. That's like scenario one. She was like sexually repressed. Maybe. Ooh, like purity culture. Yeah, maybe she's like Mormon. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to name drop a religion. <laughs> I don't want a religion drop. Uh, actually, yes, I'm here to shame religions. But um, th- that is a good theory. I was thinking scenario two is that she just like has read a bunch of books similar to this and was like, I could she take a crack at it. Frankenstein a book together from like yes. all the other things no. she's read. Yes, because like you were saying, there's like this formula for reverse harems. And she was like, I could write that. And then it turns out she wasn't very good at writing and it. And then she, she did actually, it. she did do it. She, she did she could, essentially, so she did. essentially what she did was her fucking rent was due. Her assignment was <clears> due <throat> at midnight the next day. Yeah. And it was 1150. And she said, I'm going to crank that shit out for like a C minus average. But she wrote too many pages for that to be true. 600 you know some what? pages. She got that C. Mi- Did she get the C? She got the C. But at what <laughs> cost? At the cost of my innocence, what was left of what it? Was, what left of it? <laughs> uh, and there wasn't a lot. I'll tell you what. But it's gone now. I've seen too many <laughs> it's things. completely gone. I have none left. Thanks, K.A. I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> so this is kind of a, a two-parter. So first of all, I've seen a lot of reviews on TikTok and like Goodreads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And people seem to love Diesel. I saw that. Yeah. It's been like, that's all my For You pages right now is. 
Like, what do you make of that? What do you think about that? Okay, so here's my thing. They don't actually love Diesel. They love that Diesel's fucking crazy and, like, busted out a unicorn fanny pack while they're going in on this, like, giant raid. And, like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, what a redeemable character. And I think at that point, the book was so long that they forgot that he did impale himself on a knife sticking out of someone's asshole. Ah, How could they forget? And... They're just like, wow, what a lovable kooky guy. Like he is so zany and fun. Like so quirky. Like, wow, he is just so feral and love for no, he's gonna kill them all one day. And the largest murder suicide that anyone's ever (laughs) seen. Like that's going on fucking like worldwide news. That's gonna be on CNN. Second part of this question is do you have a favorite of the Vipers? If so, like who and why? Okay, so normally when I read a reverse harem, I kind of go for, unfortunately, like the Garrett character. However, Garrett in this scenario was not what I wanted from like the guy who like had some weird trauma that he's trying to work through. It's like I wanted him to be sadder than he was, but he was more angry. Yeah, and so I feel like in this book, my favorite one was Ryder. I don't know if that's because, like, I loved his crave for control, and it's like, let me give that to you, or, like, what? (laughs) I volunteer! I volunteer as tribute! Like, let me be that for you, but I just, I don't know. Like, I liked him a lot. 100%. I agree with your analysis here. So, for me, it was kind of a toss-up, but I think I've, I've come to a conclusion. It was between Ryder and Kenzo. Writer for the reasons that you've listed. Kenzo was just too goofy. I think Kenzo is my favorite. However, I did like that a first that first initial scene between them. That really did it for me. That really did it for me. That sealed the deal because he also, like, leading up to that when he was, like, seducing her, he came in, like, shirtless and gray sweatpants. Like, he knew what he was doing. Okay, also, I really like the way they described him, where, like, he'd be smiling, and all of a sudden, he'd just go, like, cold and dead in the face, and I'm like, ooh. (laughs) We love it! Like, wow, I really like that. Ooh, that one's for me. How much for that one? Again, I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I do like Ryder. Yeah, so do I. He's my second favorite. Didn't really care much for the other two. Same! Didn't care much for that. Yeah, honestly, they could kick rocks. I wish she didn't sleep with them. You go ahead and read question three, because I I have a lot to say about oh, yeah. question four. So the majority of this book takes place over one week. When you were reading this, did you realize that that was the canonical timeline? First of all, that's the first half of this question. Yes and no. I did realize that it was a week because they kept saying, wow, and she's already stolen our hearts after only three days. And I'm like, oh. But at that point when they said it, I thought it had been maybe like two months. And she's just been captive there. And like, you know, I feel like two months is a tasteful amount of time to like fall in love with your captive probably. But no, it was two days. Okay, because that's the thing. Because the second half of this question is like whether you think there's a timeline that would be more realistic. So yeah, like, I would say a like two, like a couple months is probably yeah. probably like a reasonable amount of time to forget that you're being held against your will. It's like a reasonable amount of time to um overlook the fact that 
they said that you could go, but they didn't really mean it. And they're really emotionally manipulating you. And she was like, ha I would never leave you guys. And they're like, good, because we wouldn't let you. And she's like, oh, you, you guys. I was shook, man. But that was the reaction. I don't know why. I was surprised. Yeah, you shouldn't have been. I know. I know um, that now. Last question. It's a two-parter as well. Do you think we're, we kind of talked about this earlier, but do you feel like reverse harems are only for rich people? Is that like a rich people activity? I kind of feel like it has to be. And I specifically feel like it has to be like rich people that are like bonded by some like criminal activity. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because like, why else would they ever be like so close with one another that they would want to share a woman? Yeah. You know, what and I, mean? I feel like you also have to be deep in trouble with the law to be like, we have to share this woman because it's like we can't risk there being any more than that. Yeah. Like we one, you have to be like at that point because they're all living together in the same like fortress because, yeah. again, they're criminals and they're they need security. And yeah, like they got to limit the amount of people that they trust and like bring into it. So, yeah, like I feel like that has to be the setup to create something like this. Like, how much money are we talking, do you think? Like, multi-million, like, billionaires, multi-millionaires, like... I think at least multi-millionaires. If they own, like, a whole city... They've got to be billionaires. Maybe billionaires. Like, the whole corporation is worth, like, a couple billion, maybe. Also, I like that they were like, yeah, like, we don't really do a whole lot with, like, our actual business. And, like, literally, Ryder is so fucking stressed all the time. I know! Like... Like, delegate, dude. He's running this actual business. He's like, how do we get here? I can't imagine the plot of a reverse harem where they're all just, like, accountants. You know? They're all just, like, they each have their own little little house um, in a cul-de-sac. And this lady just bounces from house to house. Like, no, I don't see it. What book did I just read where it was kind of like that, though? I don't remember. I read a book kind of like that. I'll think of it. But, yeah. like, they lived in, like, a neighborhood, but they were rich. I feel like you just have to have money. Like, I feel like you either have to have, like, a lot of money or, like, you're living in, like, a fucking garage that you found somewhere and, like, no one knows you're living there. And it's, <laughs> it's just, like, the five of you. It's either you have to be, like, really, really rich or, like, or, like so destitute. poor that you're, like, living in a crack house and... Like that's all you you're have all to. just trauma or, bonded, or they're just like uh like college roommates, and this girl just Ooh. like moves in with them. Maybe okay. So I did okay. Example of coming back to it, where it's like a normal fucking person. I read this book, and it was called something in my three Swedish men men, and I cannot fucking remember what it's called. But so this girl. Sorry, let me get comfortable here. Um, <laughs> this girl dated this man, and she was a teacher. And apparently she was into some, like, kinkier stuff. Not only like, weird kinky, but he made a sex tape without her knowing and, like, released it. And so she tries to, like, flee from her life because she was fired from her job. Oh. Because, like, parents were like, who is this freak teaching my children? Yeah. And so she goes to Sweden and, like, gets fucking caught in, like, a snowstorm. And this man rescues her, and he it's him, he's a doctor, and he lives with, like, these two other dudes, they're, like, all just college besties, and 
they form a hera. Like they they are in like a, a group relationship. I and would so like I to feel read like, that. Like they're not rich or anything. Like they're normal fucking people, and like they all but just like they're like they're foreign, which makes them like exotic and exciting. Yeah, but you like know? that's like that's like a normal like situation. Yeah. And there's another one I read. I think it's actually by the same author where it's like this girl just lives in a flat in like the in London and her three like hallmates have a podcast together and like they all just end up together and they're just normal people. I love it. And like, I want to read point that. Of it was that she wants to get revenge on this girl who bullied her in high school and they all show up to like a high school reunion as a quadruple. That sounds fantastic. So, yeah, normal people doing normal people shit. Okay, I have to read those next. They're really good. They're actually really cute. <laughs> like, they sound wholesome. They were really good. <laughs> and they sound like a good palate cleanser after Den of Vipers. Um, ultimately, I did not like this book. <laughs> yeah, didn't love. Um, speaking of palate cleanser, join us next. It's not. It's really sad. Um, (laughs) It's not a palate cleanser. But join us next week for another installment of Poetry Corner where we discuss the works of Sylvia Plath, who has one of the most traumatizing and sad stories ever. Yeah, she was a very unwell woman, but we will discuss more about her life next week. The week after that, we're going to be discussing It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. And watch your excited. fucking toes, Colleen Hoover. We're coming for it. We're coming for you. And honestly, I'm excited because I feel like I'm everyone really loves it. this book. It's so popular and we have not read it. Anyway, go ahead and get started on that. We'll talk to you next week. And as always, let's get lit.